Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is July 12, 2023. Hope you're all doing well and getting through this uh, really unique and wild heat, as some people have said. <laughs> so, hope you've been doing well, as always. Thank you for listening to another episode. Uh, you can find, obviously, more of my previous episodes um, throughout the past year and, and beyond um, on various platforms, including Zencaster, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Overcast, Amazon Music, and many other platforms. So, uh, do roll back the tape and check it out. Um, in today's episode, I want to get into previewing the top uh, five quarterbacks that I believe in the AFC are under the most pressure for the upcoming 2023-2024 NFL season. We are getting closer and closer to, you know... Preseason football, training camp is kind of heating up. Um, there's obviously a lot to be excited about and get into. Um, you know, coming up, obviously, with, with the games. And, uh, you know, you just want to see what teams kind of come out and, um, you know, start to you know, get it going a little bit here. Obviously, the games, you know, this is obviously that time of the year as well, the NFL you know, general managers have to really, uh, you know, cut players, roster things. All those things are all in, all coming into focus within the next two to four weeks, potentially. So, a lot to be uh, intrigued by and interested by overall. Um, so, as I mentioned, uh, obviously every year in the NFL, you have quarterbacks that are, uh, you know, study, analyzed. Um, and there obviously there's you know there's always an evaluation process. There's always something that teams have to kind of forecast ahead of time. You know when it comes to you know their their quarterbacks, and the quarterback is the most important player um, on a football team. When it comes down to the end of the day, a quarterback, better quarterback, you know, it's really hard to win in the NFL, and so. A lot of teams obviously have developed and built their young quarterbacks over the years. We have some veteran quarterbacks as well. Um, so there's always that constant uh, evaluation year to year basis for quarterbacks. And so looking at it uh, for the upcoming NFL season, I want to get into my top five quarterbacks that I believe are under the most pressure. That this is also due to like either how they could have finished last year, maybe a new, new situation. You know, new players out to the roster. All that's kind of taken into consideration when looking at these quarterbacks. So, um, to kick off things, I think uh, quarterback that I, one of the quarterbacks I believe um, is under a lot of pressure this year uh, is Justin Herbert. And now, I know most people are probably thinking, well, why was not Justin Herbert? I was, you know. Now, I could obviously go the route of a... Russell Wilson, who obviously had a considerably down year compared to some of the other quarterbacks in the AFC West, but I'm going with Justin Herbert uh, for this reason, this reason only. Justin Herbert, ever since he's come to the NFL, has shown 
He can sling the football. He can put up great numbers, great performances, time and time again. His numbers are high. Yardage are high. That's all great. And he's been in the conversation, obviously, a lot. He's trying to be one of the best quarterbacks, um, you know, in the league. He's been in the top 10, top 5 categories the last few years. He's got to do a lot of things uh, to, you know, to make sure the Chargers remain a competitive and, and competent team. Having said that, although, I think that the fact still remains that Justin Herbert has not gotten into the playoffs. And that is, alone in itself, something that he needs to deliver on. Now, it's a team sport, and the Chargers have to obviously continue to address certain things around him. They have to get him locked up, obviously, first of all, so he can be there for the long-term future. They have to surround him with weapons. They have to surround him with that. And he does have fairly a good amount of weapons. They've got a defense that, from time to time, gets really injured. Um, but the play calling is going to change this year, right? Kellen Moore is going to be the offensive coordinator. And you look at all the quarterbacks around the last few years, and you've seen Joe Burrow be in the playoffs, right? Competing for a Super Bowl. One, you know, uh, you've seen Josh Allen appear in multiple AFC championship game, games already, right? Lamar Jackson is someone that also is not in that mix, right? Um, some of the younger quarterbacks have been able to find ways to get into the playoffs with their team. Now, I'm not saying that Justin Herbert um, has to go crazy and, you know, light it up all, all, all the time, but he has to deliver in games and in moments in which they need him to deliver in. And there's been times that the Chargers have come up short in those big games. Now, whether it be obviously the overtime games or, you know, tough finishes at the end, I mean, there's a lot where you can kind of dissect it. But Herbert is a tremendous talent. Everyone knows he's a quarterback that can that can deliver game-winning drives. He can put up numbers. But he's got to be able to do it when they are competing for a playoff spot. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy because there's obviously a lot of talented teams in the AFC. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are the you know, king of the crop when it comes to the AFC West. But the Chargers need to deliver results. And not only is there pressure on Brandon Staley, but it's pressure on Justin Herbert because he's going to probably get a new deal at some point. And we know how it comes to these deals. You want to lock up your franchise quarterback. And I think for Herbert, this is a very important year where they, they need to find a way to be at their best. Obviously, they're going to be dealing with a revamped Denver team. You know, you got the Chiefs who are also there. And then the Raiders obviously have a somewhat of a new look as well. So if you're Justin Herbert, you know, you are tremendous, you're great what you do, but you've got to be able to get those winning numbers, those winning stats, and deliver those key key games, because there were many times, uh, there's been many times in the last few years where the Chargers have come up short, and whether it was coaching, whether it was players making mistakes or defense messing up, obviously, ultimately, the quarterback, at the end of the day, got to have some performances down the stretch of a season where it helps their team get over the top. I mean, Justin Herbert has to do that. I think he has to overcome 
what brand is selling. Sometimes, you know, does question me sometimes with coaching decisions. It's got to find a way to deliver some of the bigger games this year because that's his only shot of being able to get to the playoffs. And he has to, I think, make the playoffs and get into the playoffs at some point. And this will be a year in which he definitely could do it if they play up to their standards. Second quarterback that I think is under the most pressure um, coming to this NFL season is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was given one of the largest contracts in NFL history, the most guaranteed money. Obviously, there were a lot of teams that have looked at that contract and have kind of, you know, held that against the Browns and been a lot of talk about that. But you look at it, Deshaun Watson was one of the best players in the NFL, um, you know, seasons ago, maybe three to four seasons ago, potentially. He was right there, right? And he obviously had the off-the-field issues and things that really affected his career. And obviously, he's tried to come out in a different light and be better. Um, but look at Deshaun Watson. In the small sample size that we had last year, Deshaun Watson, you know, obviously he did not look like himself. And whether that was, you know, rust, shaking off the rust or the cobwebs of not playing football, the fact remains that Deshaun Watson, you know, was given that contract. He, he, the Cleveland Browns um, are banking everything on him to be successful this year, right? They looked at the success that, you know, Joe Burrow has had the Bengals, you know, in the um, last few years. Um, so, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, Sean Watson has to find a way uh, to keep this Cleveland Browns team competitive. They have, obviously, Amari Cooper still there. You have Elijah Moore. You have a few other players. You still have Nick Chubb. Um, the Cleveland Browns still have a good defense with Miles Garrett. Um, so I think for Deshaun Watson, this is a big year for him because you know, he's had a full offseason now to acclimate to this type of Stefanski-led offense. Um, the Browns are going to have to compete with the with the Ravens and the Bengals and the Steelers at, at a high level. And Deshaun Watson's play has to be a lot better this year. Uh, he's capable of doing it. We've got to see more of it. Um... And for the Browns, it's really, it's really imperative that they continue to find ways to, you know, continue to add and make additions around the team, which they have. And so, I mean, Deshaun Watson, like I said, we've seen him play really, really well at times. He's had some moments where he's delivered. Um, but the Cleveland Browns, a franchise that uh, was in the playoffs, you know, some time ago, um, they have to get back to that spot. And in order to do that, they're going to have to play better in their division, no doubt. And that starts with trying to beat Cincinnati, trying to beat um, the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that's only going to happen if Deshaun Watson plays up to start. To start. Because there were, like I said, there were games last year where you felt like he made a lot of mistakes, wasn't you know efficient at times. So I think it comes down to... Um, him being much better. And if they get off to a fast start with Deshaun Watson playing at a high level, it could potentially bode well for the Browns' chances to compete for our AFC wildcard spot. The third quarterback that I believe has the um, most pressure coming into this NFL season 
I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Um, it's been well documented that Lamar Jackson, um, you know, has been trying to, you know, get that contract, which he finally got, right? He finally got paid by the Baltimore Ravens for all the success and accolades that he has been able to achieve. Um, you know, you have him now. He's now locked up, right, for the foreseeable future. You have a new offense, a coordinator, and Todd Monken coming from University of Georgia. Um, you know, you obviously at Odell Beckham. Uh, you have Rashad Bateman. You have Mark Andrews. You know, J.K. Dobbins will be healthy and back. Um, so the Ravens have tried to address a number of things around Lamar Jackson this offseason. He's obviously got that contract. When healthy Lamar Jackson has been an absolute beast, being their top rusher, top passer. Um, obviously, there's been a few seasons here and there where he's had injuries, hasn't been able to finish the season. And so that all comes into play this year where the Ravens are trying to get back to the playoffs. John Harper has been a long-tenured coach in Baltimore. Um, you know, they've got a defense that continues to get better and better with talent every single year. And so, I mean, Lamar Jackson pretty much has the keys now to his offense, to this franchise. And he's delivered at times throughout his career, obviously, and with some playoff wins and things like that. But uh, this is a huge year for him. Um, just knowing that he obviously is going to have a new office coordinator, he's going to have a chance to become even more of a better passer um, than he was in the previous years. He's going to have to take full advantage of that. And, you know, he knows definitely how to play the position. He will definitely make defenses obviously work a lot. And the Baltimore Ravens need that from him this year. They need him to be as absolute best, fully healthy, ready to go. All the off-season drama with the contract negotiations are, are now, you know, put aside now. So you want to see him come out, show what he can do in terms of his ability to lead this franchise, lead this team back to, back to the playoffs where they're going to they're gonna have a chance, right? They had that playoff game last year. Obviously, they had Tyler Huntley, who they re-signed, I believe. Um, you know, they obviously didn't get... They obviously played a pretty uh, good game, right? And that walk against the, against the bank into that one mistake or two that happened. And so, I think that it's imperative that Lamar Jackson is truly efficient, really great plays well in the big games. You want to see him go up against Mahomes and Allen and Herbert and all these quarterbacks and really do well. And um, for him, it's going to be interesting to see what he he ultimately ends up doing, um, you know, in terms of, um, you know, what he ends up doing in terms of, you know, how he kind of starts the season off. Because the Ravens have had, you know, seasons where they started off really, really great in terms of, like, their record, and they kind of nosedive. So, him being healthy, available, and being able to elevate this offense with an, with an Odell Beckham now and Rashad Bateman, you really, truly want to see Lamar Jackson have success swinging the football. And I think the Ravens' success this season will depend on how well their passing game, you know, continues to be throughout the season. Fourth quarterback that I believe is under the most pressure this season is Tua uh, Tagovailoa. I know that name is hard to pronounce, but 
Uh, yeah, Tua for Miami, I think, is under a lot of pressure this year. Now, Tua's been through quite a bit. There's been no, uh, definitely has been well known about the injuries and stuff, injuries that he, he had last year, right? Getting concussed, and, uh, you know, I think at least two to three times last year. Um, definitely, you, you know, you want player safety and you want to make sure that they're fully healthy and good to go. And so Tua's obviously tried to do a lot of things in the offseason to do some training to get kind of back to, um, to make himself more better to take, you know, take those hits uh, to be more durable. And Tua and Herbert have obviously been linked um, ever since they got drafted. And Tua has some success in terms of being able to do a number of good things. We saw glimpses last year with Tyreek Hill being there that Tua definitely was elevating his game, was playing well. Um, and Mike McDaniel obviously unlocked a lot of good things in this offense. They've added a number of, of players, you know, in, in certain positions to help Tua. And so he is someone that is accurate, can fling the football, can do a lot of number of good things. Um and you do want him to be healthy and durable. And that's what you pray for, you know, for all these quarterbacks to be. Having said that, there are expectations that the Miami Dolphins, you know, have a team potentially that's good enough to compete, right, in the AFC, along with the Jets and the Bills and whatnot. So, Tua, if he can find a way to be healthy, to play at a high level in the second year or so of this offense... I mean, a lot of good things got to the Miami Dolphins, right? They have a new defense coordinator, Vic Bangio. So there will be opportunities for this offense to get on the field a lot. And I think that Tua's chemistry with Hill and Water will be extremely crucial this year. But you do want to see Tua finish and have a solid season. You want to play the majority of the games, right? Dolphins made the playoffs, right, last year. They obviously... Didn't have their quarterback, although they gave the Buffalo Bills a pretty good matchup in that first round or so, right? Um, so I think for Tua and the Dolphins, they, they need to be successful. And Tua, because his numbers have improved quite a bit since he's entered, entered the league. Um, and I think that if he can kind of get back to playing that top football that he played in Alabama, where he had a little stretch last year, if Tua is able to stay healthy, and kind of continue to grow in this offense. Um, he could put up a lot of good numbers potentially in terms of what he can do on the field. And so, Dolphins need him to be there on the, uh, you know, be there for every game. Um, he's got to obviously find ways to protect himself better. Um, but you do want to see him be successful. And I think that the Dolphins, like I said, they've assembled a team. They've made some trades. They've acquired a lot of free agents. They've drafted fairly well. They've got a lot of good pieces that really are going to depend. Uh, on the quarterback, um, ultimately at the at the end, you want to see two in that situation with game-winning drives and being able to compete, you know, for something meaningful. And so I think the Dolphins definitely need Tua to be at his best. And I think that if he continues to play well throughout this year and coming up, then I think you will see him get rewarded also with, with, with the contract. Um, and that's still up for up for grabs because there's also a lot of rumors and things about. You know, the Dolphins kind of waiting it out, trying to see what they want to do with Tua ultimately at the end of the day. Um, so I think Tua, because of the contract, because of the future, I think he has a strong chance of really having a great season and potentially, you know, getting himself, you know, 
talk about more in terms of having a contract and being one of those top quarterbacks. I think this is a big year for him. And I'd say the final quarterback that I believe has the most pressure coming into this NFL season, believe it or not, I'm going to say it, it is Aaron Rodgers uh, of the New York Jets. Now, I would say that from this point um, that Aaron Rodgers, obviously, right, he got what he wanted. He wanted to get out of Green Bay, right? He wanted to go somewhere where he could obviously have a chance to win and be successful. And, you know, obviously, he was well documented his struggles with the front office and the direction and that one. He is now a New York Jet. He's entering, obviously, one of the most, uh, you know, the spotlight is 10 times more in New York than it was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And so... The Jets, it's been known very well that they've had that drought of not being able to make the playoffs for a very long time. And Rodgers stepped into the situation where he has, obviously, Alan Lazard and Garrett Wilson and a couple of tight ends. Um, obviously, Brees Hall, the defense, you know, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. So, Rodgers got a lot of weapons that he, he has now in New York. And... You know, he obviously has office coordinator Daniel Hackett with him. Um, this is a big year for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think he has a lot of pressure because, one, we know that, you know, last year was a, you know, it was one, one of those years where he, he had some numbers that were a little bit off. Um, now, most of that could have been due to the injury he had to his thumb. Um, but the Jets are banking on Aaron Rodgers to have, you know, that type of impact, the type of performance that he had when he won back-to-back MVPs in Green Bay. Uh, they obviously have surrounded him with weapons, with an offense that's familiar to him, that he knows. And so, I think for the Jets, they need Rodgers to be at his best. Now, it may take some time for him to get acclimated with, you know, with some of his teammates. Um, but if he can find a way to kind of recapture some of that, that magic, that performance level that he had, and his MVP years, um, back-to-back, um, it bodes well for the Jets. They do have a lot of competition ahead of them, as the other products I have mentioned so far. Um, but Rodgers up there in age, right? And he is one of those you know, last remaining top veterans in the league. You do want to see him kind of go out and prove it. And I think that he has a ch- Definitely has a chip on his shoulder. Obviously, the way he was kind of in, in Green Bay with all the situation with Jordan Love, with them releasing certain players, not bringing back certain players. You know, he is in New York with, you know, obviously with a more of a fresher look on a number of things. He's got a front office and a team that definitely is excited to have him. Um, and I think that, like I said, his numbers have always been great. Um, He's been able to do another number of things. And I think that for him, the key thing for him is really just being able to play his best, stay healthy. The offensive line is something that will be something to watch this year. But obviously, it's Aaron Rodgers. And it's been well documented what he can do, how he can fill the football, what he can do for, you know, do for an offense. And so the Jets are banking on that. I think he will be successful. And he's going to have a lot of games this year that the Jets will be, you know, also on the national TV schedule that he'll have to deliver in. And so if he can find a way to get it going, to find a stretch or two in, to, in the season where he can really, you know, improve this team. Because, you know, last year, the Jets were a solid team. They had a solid defense. 
the only thing they were missing was a quarterback, right? A quarterback that could deliver and make good plays, um, uh, who could take care of the football. And Rodgers, you know, TD to interception ratio, obviously, um, has been tremendous. And the Jets didn't have the best quarterback play last year, but they were a winning, you know, when they, when they had a winning record, they didn't have the best quarterback play. Rodgers is going to elevate... Garrett Wilson is going to elevate a lot number of younger players on this team and they're banking on that I think that if he can find a way to get into a groove to get into a spot where he can play really well the Jets will have a legitimate shot to you know, break that playoff drought and so I think he has to deliver on that obviously this is a two-year window most likely for him and so he's got a lot to prove and he's got a lot to uh, a lot of games that are going to be um, the spotlight early on in their first six games. So I think if he delivers, if he can find a way to navigate through all the media, all that stuff, that he's going to definitely face full on. Uh, if he, he's able to face all of that and get this team to a winning record and having a chance to compete for a Super Bowl championship by, you know, toward the end of the season or into the playoffs, that will be a huge thing for him. And I think that if he, if he puts up the good numbers, if he plays well, he'll be in a much better position this year. Uh, to actually, you know, make the playoffs and maybe potentially make some noise. So, they're my five AFC quarterbacks that I believe are under the most pressure. It should be fun to see what they end up doing and the early games that these quarterbacks will be featured and will be fun to watch when the NFL season rolls around.